Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down. As always, I'm your host, Jimmy. Got Mr. Dan Perry with me like normal. What's going on, dude? What's going on, man? Not too much. Dude, your headphones are like throwing me for a loop. I've never seen you wear them. Yeah, they look so small on this giant head. I thought they looked pretty good. Yeah. I think I feel like mine look a little large. They're not too bad. Well, that's cool. I feel like it's like, that's your setup now. You got your mic, got your background, got your headphones. Well, I've had the headphones. I just never use them. Never wear them. them. (laughs) I I don't know how long they're going to last, how long the charge is going to go. But, well, you had a, you know, had one of the other guys put on his, so I figured I'd put on mine. Yeah, it definitely, I I don't know about like yours, mine mic monitor, so I can hear myself in them. Mm -hmm. And that, I feel like I don't yell as much because I can tell how loud I'm being. Mine don't do that. That, uh, I don't think it's actually my headphones. It's my interface that does it because it's got uh, a little mic monitoring knob. It's all that fancy shit. But uh, but it works. But yeah, so uh, what's been up with you, man? Anything new? Just still rigging up that damn Hobie. Spending <laughs> all my money on that. Did I feel you? I uh, thought I had mine limited dialed in and I had to pull my Garmin off and take it back because the transducer like stopped reading on the left side. Oh, really? Wow. And, uh, but Cabela, before I even had to get in contact with uh, Garmin and Cabela's was like, no, we'll swap it. But I had to take the whole freaking thing apart and I had the whole boat wired up in the hole. Uh, so I stripped that, that got the new cool. unit. I was about to start putting it in, got a new motor set up. So I had to strip the rest of the wiring out of the boat. Um, so it's out there 
the motor wiring's done. I haven't even started on the graph, but I think I'm gonna do that tomorrow afternoon. But I feel you. I'm kind of. I usually like rigging boats. I'm kind of sick of it. This is like the third time I've rigged that boat. I'm a, I'm just over it. Yeah, I've I've done it so much in the last few years that uh, I've went through so many boats that I I kind of don't want to do it for a while. Do, do you have like a box of spare parts yet? Oh, dude, I've got two shelves of them. <laughs> dude, I've got like a toad out in the garage, and then I've got a clear toad in here, and the clear toad in here is just like the small stuff like Yak Attack, Yak Gadget, Ram Ball. And then yeah. like outside is like power pole mounts and all sorts of, I've shit everywhere. I need to sell some stuff. I promise I did something to that Hobie that nobody else has done. Cause I like to have my net like right in front of me mm-hmm. and I have this like hundred dollar setup, but I already had all the parts. It's like the, the Ram ball that goes into the sail hole in a one inch Ram ball for the sail hole. I, had, I did have to buy that to a one inch Ram mount arm to another ball mount and then to a roto grip. And so I have the ball and the roto grip connected. So on top of my front hatch going right in front of my pedal drive, I'm going to have my net. Nice. On all the old towns. And I haven't seen anybody else do that with the Hobie, but I just happen to have all them parts. Like, Nobody else would do it because they don't have all those parts. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I've only seen the cell hole used for like uh, like camera mounts, and yeah. I think I've seen. Uh, I think Steve O. Steve Owens had done uh, like a ram ball. He did like a piece with a ram ball, and that's where his graph used to be. But that was before people were doing the H rail across the front. Yeah, well, that's pretty I've cool. Seen- I'd like to see that. I've seen like one person do something with a net up there, but it was different. But yeah, but we'll see how I'll take a net out Saturday whenever I fish a charity event. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, we uh we took another step back a couple of weeks uh, last week. Everybody tuned in. We had Alex right on. That was a fun show. Real cool, interesting uh, YouTube guy. Uh, we wanted to step back and hit the KBF on San Vicente out in Cali again. Because one of our own uh, hosts here had a really good weekend. Uh, and then we set this up. And unfortunately, he's got a couple things going on. So he may pop in and out. But um, we did go ahead and get the day one winner, Tim O'Connor. Um, and actually, Shane just popped in. So here we go. We got day one winner, Tim. Day two winner, Shane. And the Pro Series winner, Dominic. What's going on, guys? What up? Thank you for being on the show. What's up, guys? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, man. You just wake up. <laughs> it looks no, like it. I, I, did, I did just get a massage, to be honest. Oh, oh yeah, I got family stuff going on. He's that. over there getting a massage. <laughs> no, I did. I got my kid, my kid with me, and we're going to get food. And so I'm kind of playing dad mode right now. I'm sorry that I couldn't. Dude, no. but it's all. Where'd good, you get man. a massage with your kid? Not with my kid, right? <laughs> Did y'all get massages like side by side? No, dude, is that no. some California shit? I don't know about. No, no. <laughs> no. Awesome. Well, I appreciate everybody uh, giving giving us the time to have you on here. I know Shane's you know busy being a dad, and when we first popped uh, Dominic on, he was driving down the road cause he's chasing the dream and fishing every second he's got driving it, backwards. 
Yeah, he was driving backwards. Thought we was going to have our first wreck on camera. Get those uh, clickbait. Get those ratings going. But uh, well, what's going on, everybody? How, how's everybody doing? Doing good. Doing, doing good. good, yeah. Heck good. Yeah. Hanging in there. We got kind of a little bit of a lull between like the bigger events out here. So uh, we're kind of waiting till Otai hits at the end of June. Um, we got a local club event coming up next weekend down at San Vicente again. And Dominic and Tim paid me not to come, so I can't make it that weekend. <laughs> um, I'll let them take it, but no, that's pretty much we kind of that's kind of what we got going on down here in SoCal for the next couple months. There's kind of a lull between big events, so isn't Otay you know, spelled O T A Y? Yeah. yeah. Every time I see it, I, that's the thing. Otay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only Ote. one. But. Yeah. I'll never th- see it any other way now. I didn't know it was spelled that way, so that now that's it. Um, well, while we have Shane, I'm gonna the questions I was gonna hold over for the end. I want to talk about now since we're all here. Um, okay. I want to know what your thoughts are as far as like the the big trails and the lack of you know the big national events on the West Coast because we've seen how kind of the West Coast. I don't want to say gets kicked to the curb, but you know there hasn't been much out there as far as the you know the big three uh you know or do y'all take that as like you're upset about it or you know like i know my state we don't really care if we don't get any of that you know it's a very like localized state where the local clubs is where it's at anyway like what what's y'all's thoughts on that and shane you can start because i know you're you're short on time you know, Jimmy, I, I, I think that was kind of one of the biggest reasons why the ABA and like why we kind of started the whole Ironman series is to kind of fill that void for at least the time being and kind of bring something out here to the West Coast that, you know, like a full two day series, you know, because the Ironman's two days, uh, it's a $250 buy in. So we kind of brought something kind of ourselves out here that's kind of unique to the West Coast. And I feel like it's been, we've had, you know, really good um, feedback from a lot of anglers. It's our first season. So we're not expecting to get, you know, the hundred plus signups at our first season with it. But I feel like a lot of it had to do with, you know, lack of participation in the past, some scheduling conflicts as well with the bigger series in the past. And I feel like moving forward, hopefully if Hobie and Bass, you know, decide to come back because KBF is, is still here. But if those two series decide to come back, hopefully they could reach out to, you know, whoever's involved at the area that they're going to and kind of make sure that there's no big conflicts. And I think we can do well. I know that we had the native event come out here mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we had over a hundred anglers at that or just out a hundred anglers, which was good to see. Very and cool event just, too. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like we've got a lot more fresh blood and a lot, a lot, a lot more anglers out here now um, compared to like two or three years ago. Uh, I mean, I, I just hit the scene like two or three years ago. There's a lot of guys that are like two or three years in right now. I mean, Dominic just came in just this past year and uh, there's just a lot of new faces, a lot of um, hungry, you know, anglers that are looking for that steeper competition. So I think if they come back, I think we'll be able to hit that triple digit mark a little easier than before. I, I definitely think you're spot on with that. I, I've noticed just because we cover all this stuff, it seems like there's way more names in Cali that are participating. And, you know, I feel like that maybe they should have, like the other, you know, national trail should have stuck with it a little bit because maybe, maybe the, the big national end of it hadn't really caught any traction yet as it now, it seems like 
it's all of it's getting taken very seriously out there. I mean, y'all like, like Shane just said, y'all started a whole nother series to fill that gap, which right there is a obvious statement that no, we want this. But, uh, what about it's, you, Dominic? It, it, what are your thoughts? It, oh, go ahead, it seems like it's tough too, because you take away all motivation for angler of the year for, you know, the things that usually keep people, you know, tied to a, a trail too. One of you only do one event a year out there. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, I, I know why they don't like, there's been the talk of like the region stuff like that. I feel like at bare minimum, if we have our own thing going here, they should at least have a Western region, you know, I mean, just because, I mean, California is just so far away from all the rest. I mean, even if you're coming to fish the Midwest, that's a freaking trip. Like, that's not a three-hour drive or six-hour drive like it is from, like, if I'm going from, like, I can go from here to Texas and, you know, nine and a half hours here to South Florida in eight hours. You, I mean, it only took me nine hours to get to lacrosse. I mean, y'all don't have those options for real. Not to compete at any of these other locations, really, that any of these big events show up. Another thing, too, you guys, to kind of keep in mind is that, and not a lot of people I don't think have really, like, recognized this, but Hobie is the ABA and the Ironman's title sponsor. I mean, they've given us two PA 14-180s, and, you know, they've, they've sponsored the ABA pretty heavily, and they have a great relationship with the guys over at the ABA, and Morgan Prominence is our main point of contact, and he, you know, he's pretty much one of the head guys over there at Hobie. And uh, so it, it, it shows that Hobie is maybe dabbling in the waters to kind of see how the ABA runs it out here. Because I think, and this is one thing that I told Morgan and I told the guy at the ABA directly, our bodies of water out here don't really, how do I say this? Our bodies of water are going to be tough for us to pedal and paddle. We got really big, windy, open reservoirs. And to get 100 anglers to sign up, I would say it's more of the restriction on the motor, too. Just a little bit. Not the whole thing, but a little bit has to do with the restrictions on the motors. Because it would be really hard for even myself, you guys. Like, And I'm, you know, one of the most competitive, like, wanting to make a national name for myself kind of anglers out here. And even myself would kind of be a little taken back if you told me that I couldn't use my XI3 and it's not because I'm sponsored, it's just because of what I'm really comfortable with, I guess. And I know that there's a lot of anglers out here that kind of feel the same way, to be honest. Well, and then there's, y'all have a bunch of, I think it was when we covered the El Capitan. Uh, I mean, it's a one, it's a single launch, isn't it? It's a single and, launch. Yeah. And those guys were running, I mean, way, way up that lake to that Northeastern side. And I mean, that's, that's a stretch if you're just manpowering it. Because both of the, all, yeah. I think I think everybody we talked to from that was running a motor. I don't think anybody was manpower in that one. But I think if Hobie or Bass or even KBF for next year moving forward, because I know Chad just kind of talked a little bit about scaling back a little bit. I think you're going to start to see these national events go to the Delta, Clear Lake, Havasu, some some bodies of water out here that are uh, bucketless lakes for guys to travel to. A and B that you know just bigger water. Um, these single launch reservoirs that we just had at San Vicente and like Otai, like sustainability wise, it's just really not feasible for these big national circuits to go to, you know? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. Don't go out to Mead. They got a bunch of dead bodies out there, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) The lake went down, and now they're finding all the where the mob put all the bodies. Seriously, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's fantastic. They're going to find Hoffa. It's going to be hilarious. I know, Dom, Dom, did you get in a Hobie BOS? If they told you, obviously, they would tell you you can't use a motor. So would you paddle to compete? Uh, Probably not. I feel yeah. you. At the very minimum, I would probably pedal, but even that, you know, I fished the national championship over at Kettle Lake and I drove 25 hours and I went there with the 120 PDL and I'll probably never do that again. You know, car topping. Uh, it's been a game changer having an XI3 motor. Um, I can't see myself fishing without it just because I can cover so much more water. And uh, like, just to go back, I wish I had a motor guide XI3 back then during the championship to 2021 NC. Cause I finished 37th place and it was, it was key to cover miles and miles and miles of, of Cypress trees and, and main Lake points where I had to use all manpower to do that. And I'll probably, ne- I'll probably never do that again because all these guys have like stern mount, bow mount motors and they have that competitive edge. I got to pretty much do everything that I can to, to be powered or else, you know, it's, I'm going to drain all my energy by day three. And that's what happened is I burned out by day three. I was even late for day three for the KBFNC. Yeah, I mean, you, that's how I roll. You have a 120 with an XI3 on the front? No, now I have a Bonafide SS127. I have Shane's old boat. He has my old boat. That's why he's doing yeah. so well. That's the only reason why he's doing so well. It's my old kayak. Right. It has a lot of good juice. So, But that's yeah, literally the only reason why he's getting Ever since I got it, I got two KBF monthly state monthly challenges, wins. <laughs> I got a pro series win. I got a second and third trail series win. And a second place Delta ABA. That kayak, man, I'm telling you, that's it's green for a reason. It's green for money. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Well, what's your thoughts, Tim? What's your thoughts about all the big, big tourneys and lack of presence? Yeah, well, I love having them. They gave us quite a few out here this year between Arizona, Roosevelt Lake, Southern California, and uh, 
Northern California. They they gave us plenty. I, you know, I wish we'd get more bigger events. But, you know, it, it's really hard for these guys to throw these big events, try to get 100 guys on a lake with a single launch lake. I, I understand that, too, you know. So, um, so it's not easy, but it doesn't mean we can't try, you know. So um, I'm for all the events, you know. Bring as many down here as you can. There's a lot of good sticks. So yeah. We, we – I have a, a SoCal kayak angler tournament this Saturday. Well, we do. And um, and we had to cap it at 70, right? Because we have a lot of reservoirs that, that we just, yeah, permit. And, um, and we have a few lakes on our schedule that I couldn't picture bringing 100 guys out to, you know. Right. So we, we capped it at 70. We had no problem hitting 70. So if they want to bring the big tournaments down here to Southern California, um, the guys are down here to fish them. You know, yeah. it, it, it would be nice, you know. It would be nice to not have to drive. But, but, I mean, it's really good this year. But last couple of years, just to go fish like a single day – day trail at clear lake you know it's 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 a 10 hour drive you know um Whew. and we were a lot of us were doing it you know but um but i'm all for the big events down here the the, the socal guys will show up they'll make it happen they'll i i definitely think if they if they try it again i think it would maybe appease them a little more for whatever they were missing you know when events have been there so and and hopefully if if chad's talking about scaling back i hope he doesn't take anything away from that you know but i mean he's talked about scaling back before like how far do you really take that you know maybe he takes away two events yeah no he's he's just exactly no 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 he's 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 gonna still have like enough events out here for us to compete for aoi um just having like six i think or so in the western region and then you guys you know everyone it's not a secret everyone's seeing the numbers that you know colorado's getting that we got down here Folsom got 20 i mean that's just not he, he just can't like no one could yeah. that's why that's why he's kind of the last person out here but um i think he's gonna like go around maybe three next year um again this is all speculative but three and then kind of pick the locations with some of the um some of the guys you know just trying to pick locations that are desirable for people to also come to from where you guys are from you know jimmy i mean come on man let's go let's see I you do. out here buddy i know you i will 100 percent come out like in the delta you're damn right i would like it's i told my wife like we didn't we're not doing much traveling this year next year if one of those big ones come out there it just gives me a reason yeah. to come out there dude i mean besides like the reason why we come out let's just say like like for us, like when we, we, we come out to Caddo, you know, for no other reason than to fish Caddo Lake, right? Like to fish yeah. Gunnersville, like to fish all these lakes that are desirable, you know, how, whether how far it is or whatever, we just make it, we got, you got to make it happen. And like, you know, politics and everything aside, I mean, to come fish Clear Lake, I know it's got to be desirable for y'all. And, and same thing with the Delta. I mean, it's a bucket list lake, you know, so it's just, oh, yeah, it's for just sure. playing it right and everything. But we'd well, love to have you guys out here, dude. Sure. I'm. It's gonna happen. I'm coming. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bug you. I'm gonna I bug Greg Blanchard. To for these things and some. And the way that I've been trying to angle some of these things is to fly out there and borrow a kayak. Yeah. 
that's probably what I would do is like fly my few rods out there and then try to hit up a new canoe dealer somewhere. One of our team members out there and steal a boat. We do have the West Coast Championship, and that's in tandem with uh, KBF Clear Lake. So, I mean, if you guys can get out here in August, the the 20th, the 19th and the 20th, I believe KBF is the 20th and 21st. Mm. I mean, it's a hell of a, it's a hell of a lake. It's natural. It's big, multiple oh, lawns. It's, it's a bucket list with, uh, lake for people that have been able to fish it. You know, we, we could work it out, Shane. You can fly in the week before, fish my Bass Nation event here on Gunnersville, and then I'll fly out with you, and I'll go. We'll go to Cali, and we'll fish Clear Lake. So, did you guys put a date on that? It, I know August. I've been playing with what weekend, trying to just fit that in. But I should have that in the next like week or so. Yeah, because it, it there's a chance it's just going to end up getting kind of overlapped with something but i think it'll overlap i love people I love that wouldn't be there talking about this dan's face just stone cold like there's no way i'm coming out there <laughs> I, did, I, I wish i would love to man i've been to california i love it out there i would love to go it's just for me it's vacation time i i this year no, I, I, I fought for 20 days i've used 12 and a half and i got yeah. so i got seven and a half and i'm going to use at least six on kfl well, that's the so, thing. We're we're pitching it to you like we like you know it's a bucket list, and you're like, dude, there's like 15 bucket list lakes right. Oh around no, here, I, so. yeah, it's it's it's, it's <laughs> for real <laughs> bucket list. I I, I, I really know, would love to one. do it. It's yeah. just one. That's all we got out here. Actually, we're <laughs> to, you guys yeah. got everything. It's like how many do we pass on the way there? You know. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I I like I like uh, reservoirs like that, like Berryessa and. I mean, hey, I'm gonna put it on uh, mute for just a second, really quick. Yeah, what, I mean, go ahead. What's what's the lake with a with with the massive spots? Not Tim's Ford. Um, that's Tennessee. That's, yeah, New Maloney's. No, there's another one. No. Oh, wait, wherever the tactical basking guys call. Oh, the, Party. Is that what it is? Yeah. I think it's Party. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. I, it's I so mean, funny I'm, that all the I'm Cali locals are yeah. like, when you say tactical bass, and they know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah, I'm, like out I'm, here, I'm, all their stuff is like secretive. But every time I talk to Cal, and now since they live in Tennessee, like guys always talk about their videos, and they're like, "I know right where that dude's sitting. He's just acting like it's something special." Yeah. I actually, I actually knew, uh, I knew of Matt Allen back then when tactical bassing wasn't even a thing. It was he was just a fishing guide uh, with. You know, and I known him through a kickboat club, Sonoma County Belly Boat Bass Club, and I used to fish Clear Lake a hundred times a day, a hundred times a, uh, a year, back in two thousand seven. And I mean, it's it's incredible. I mean, it's it's some of the best night fishing lakes lake experience you can ever have. You can have oh, twenty five pound bags, thirty pound bags no problem is dragging a jig all day wow. you know you can yeah, throw I'm, a big wake bait and just kill them out there <laughs> i'm here on the coosa river yeah. so i love spots and i'd yeah. i'd love to come out there and catch, catch one of those magnums i just want to catch it yeah. like a delta or clear lake donkey just to it oh, got to make that you know god i don't know how many mile journey i need to make it worth yeah. it oh yeah there is that <laughs> Well, I've driven from I've driven from Seattle down down to here, so I've, I've done it before. Wow, I can't imagine. I haven't spent like I drove from here to Lacrosse in one sitting. That wasn't that bad. 
that's the furthest. You know, that was probably around a dozen hours after, you know, like me stopping and because I'm a sucker for truck stop food and like I'll see like a cool barbecue joint and be like, shit, I got to try that place. Hold up. You know, I was really, I was really close to fishing Cattle Lake again one more time. Like after the national championship, I really, I'm sold on that lake. That lake has a lot of giants. That's another one of my like bucket list lakes just because I love fishing cypress trees. And that's yeah. a giant cypress swamp, and it's just like I've got to go. Oh my gosh! It's I mean we're incredible. we're probably only like five hours, and I've never been there either. Yeah, I don't know why. But... You guys just just a black and blue chatterbait, three eighth ounce, any trailer, and just work the left, the right side of cypress trees, and man, and those duck blinds. There's some biggins in there, like 23, 24 inch bass in there for sure. Hmm. I need to get I need to get down there for sure. Okay. Well, we're out here talking about everything but the event y'all kicked ass in, and I apologize because <laughs> we are all over the other stuff. But uh, well, so uh, either one of y'all that want to, uh, you know, give it a little description. Tell us about that reservoir. Tell us, you know, lay of the land, you know, kind of water, kind of cover, anything. Culverts. Yeah. Well. Uh. It's a big, it's a deep, it's our, one of our deepest reservoirs, especially down here in San Diego County. Um, they, uh, they actually raised the dam uh, a few years back and uh, raised the water 117 feet. It's Shit. a lot of, a lot of brush. Oh man. Yeah. You're fishing 50 foot trees and you're looking over your kayak and you can like see the tops of them, right? In the water. Wow. You're like three feet above them. A lot of brush, a lot of rock, and um, and a lot of depth. You could you could be fishing ten feet offshore, and you could be sitting in twenty feet of water. Move an extra five six feet out. Next thing you know, you're in 35, 40 feet of water. It's a very deep, a lot of structure, a lot of brush, a lot of trees, um, a lot of rocks. So um, basically, you're tying up all day too. If you want to really try to get in and get those fish, you're 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 tying up all day. You're tying up a lot, losing a bunch of bass. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of open water, so you're you're actually going into the to the to these shrubs, to these trees, and to these rocks, to the cover, and you're going in and finding them. You know that's a very productive way to fish. But saying that, you lose a lot of fish. So it's one of those lakes that you go, you go fish and the fishing's wide open and you bring 50% of your boat, your fish to the boat. You're doing pretty damn good. Yeah. And, uh, it's one of yeah. the, de- it's actually probably the deepest reservoir in Southern California. I believe it has anywhere from like two to 300 feet for sure. I know for sure um, 300. I've marked 300 feet out there. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I, was, I was I was targeting that three hundred foot zone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he had his reel down to the knot and was just barely getting on him. <laughs> he had his his uh four hundred one tranks <laughs> six pound test. <laughs> he's the only kayak angler that's using electric deep sea reels. You know, he's just got yeah. the winch button yeah. and clickers. He was, uh, yeah. he was bed coring. He, yeah. he was <laughs> just stripping it. Just six hundred yeah. feet. 
I love like it. it. <laughs> well, uh, Shane, uh, just because I know you, I think you're ordering food. Uh, <laughs> give us a just a quick rundown of your day one and two, and then we can we'll let you get out of here. Tell us how how it all played uh, out for you. Yeah, man. So I I honestly am not fortunate enough, I would say, to get practice days in just because of the circumstance that I am in life, being a father, you know, um, being a family man, not, I I don't really get, you know, too many practice days. So the fact that I was able to get one practice day in before this event was huge for me. I was able to break it down fairly quick. Uh, I found a jerk bait bite right out of the gate, but I think the size was just a little tough, um, to come by on the jerk bait, uh, found drop shot fish, Nico fish, and some bed fish at practice. And then on day one, uh, kind of put a mixture of that together and made a couple decisions that I wish I wouldn't have. Um, but that's why I love two-day events because I'm able to kind of take, you know, obviously a day of practice plus day one and then really go for it on day two and be pretty dialed in by day two. Um, I only had like four or five rods in my boat on day two compared to about 10 on day one. So that felt really good going into day two. And on day two, um, I kind of stuck to a certain area that I that I caught bigger fish on day one and dissected it like crazy with my uh, my active target on perspective mode, and was able to just pick it apart slowly. And I was able to catch you know ninety, I think it was ninety one and a quarter inches on day two, and just had a phenomenal day. I mean, it was it was just one of those days that just everything works out fish really clean for the most part except for one fish um i lost a really big fish about 30 minutes before lines out on day two and i thought you know man that that fish could have cost me pretty pretty deep in the two-day event and ended up sticking like a 20 and a half with literally like three minutes left it was uh, a, a, a great video too oh thanks man yeah it was it was just one of those days where just like everything kind of worked out. I kept my head straight and, you know, stayed positive and, and was able to use my drop shot and my Nico rig to the fullest and a uh, six pound test, like they said. And it was just fun, dude. It was a good day. Solid. <laughs> it, uh, this is the, this is my second kind of big win out here and second big win in general. And it's just interesting at the end of the day when you win, it's like, you have no, you have no regret really. Like there's no, like you're, you're not wishing you did something or, or anything yeah. like that. Like it just, it feels so good to get over that hump when it happens and kind of come into the ramp knowing that, you know, they, you know, they, you did everything you could and you did well and you, you took home a win and it just feels good, man. I, I love it. Oh man. I, I guarantee you, <laughs> dude, it's, I'm sure it's one of the most addictive feelings, you know, as, as far as in our sport for sure. But, um, you know, uh, real quick though, uh, D- Dan mentioned the video. Where can everybody check out your your footage and your your recaps and stuff, man? Yeah, so I have a YouTube channel. It's Bassstones Fishing on YouTube, and uh, I wish I could pump out some more content, but right now I'm just kind of vlogging my tournaments. Um, I, you know, mostly mostly for like just memories, man. I just I love looking back, whether it's a 15th place finish or a first place finish. I love looking back on the weekend and seeing you know some things I can. I kind of learn a lot from watching myself. I know it's kind of weird, but I do. I learn, oh, yeah. I learn things yeah. as I'm watching myself. So um, it's fun, man. 
It's no, really I, I, I wish the whole vlog thing hadn't, because vlogs used to be like the thing before people really started taking YouTube and full video content real seriously. I vlog basically every time I do any kind of fishing trip. Beat it! Beat it! But, uh, <laughs> I can hear that noise. That's hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I vlog like every, before and after every trip, you know, fun fishing, tournament fishing, or anything. And I do the same thing that Shane's talking about. It's like you go back because I'll talk about the weather and talk about how the tournament went, just all that stuff. So it, it is. It's, you know, some guys make fishing notes. Vlogging's kind of my notes. So I, I completely yeah. get that. Yeah. And, uh, like, like, I know, I know, like, we've had this, you know, kind of, I don't know like big elephant in the room on the West coast, you know, what's going to happen moving forward. And this is paddle and fin. You guys, I love, I love you guys. And I think, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to drop it because it's on paddle and fin. So everyone that listens to us normally is just going to get a little bit right now, but I don't be surprised next year. And I'm not going to say the, the series yet because I can't go there yet, but Hobie or bass is coming to the West coast next year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that, okay? I'm going to drop that little nugget right there. So Nuggy. We're, we're going to have a shot with, with one of those series. I'm not going to say which series yet, but I, I have heard from a pretty reliable source that they're coming They're coming out here next year at least once. So, um, like I said, it's going to take a lot of us to kind of, you know, rally together and show up. And I know I just said this before, and I'm kind of contradicting myself, but we got to show up. And it, whether it's a motorized kayak or not, if we want these big series out here, we got to show up to them. So, yeah, for, and for think, any, and I think even though if we even if we don't have a shot at AOI in Bass or Hobie, I want to win the trophies. I want to win the blue trophy, and I want to win the Hobie trophy. So, like, there's trophies to be won. That's what I tell a lot of guys that fish the KBF stuff too. Like, besides the whole AOI chases and all that stuff. The trophies and the hardware at all these national events are so awesome to have. Yeah. You know, like if I was hard nosed and I didn't sign up for KBF, I would have never won that Trail Series trophy, dude. And that's like a super awesome trophy to have in my garage right now. Like, yeah. I think the hardware says a lot, you know, compared to the points and all that stuff. So, no, and that's the, you know, for a lot of us, like we like the competitive edge and we like the big tournaments and the chance to win a big check. But like for me, even if I was good enough to have a standing chance at top five or 10 at every one of these national events, I don't have the time for it. Like there's just, there is nothing I could do to be able to care enough about AOI to run for it. I just don't have the time or ability to commit to that. And that's what I was going to say. If you know, we're getting this little nugget of info right now. So for anybody listening, like maybe once that all comes out, maybe this is an event that some of, in us not west coast people like he's saying you know, it's destination lakes let's say it hits clear lake like make that your one big travel event for the year everybody like let the east coast go invade the west coast for a, an event in cali that'd be cool like the yep. east versus west showdown we'd get our ass kicked but we'd try i don't know we got russ russ is a he's a former cali guy i remember yep. russ russ is russ is a hell of a stick he was he was one of those fishing guys alongside matt allen too yeah he's a stick he's a stick over on the deltas especially on the shripers as well yeah he, he's a stick just about everywhere and he's super <laughs> humble which it's awesome it's just not expected you know most of those guys who? you would do who are you guys talking about russ, russ, russ Snyder. who's that 
All right, Shane. <laughs> I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I, got a, I got a quick thing about that because when when Bass Master came out um, a couple years ago or three years ago on their first series, and we all saw Russ sign up, we're like, man, Russ is gonna be rusty out here. He's he ain't gonna know <laughs> clear lake like he used to. We're gonna, you know, the West Coast boys are gonna lay the smack down on old Russ. And man, oh man, did he prove us wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was crazy that he came back out there and triple digits. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to let y'all know he's still there. He's <laughs> like, definitely still here, Russ. You know, you know, I love you, bro. You know, I mad respect. <laughs> I traded him for a couple of chatterbaits, so I got the juice now. Oh, Russ's Russ's homemade chatterbaits. Yeah. I still one of my favorite bed fishing baits is a bait that he gave me to. Give him the old smack in the chin, man. Yeah. I remember when he handed it to me, I was like, there is no way that this is what I should be using. He's like, I promise. And he's right. When, when they get stubborn, that's what I t- toss. But All right, well, Tim. Well, day one winner, t- tell us about your event, man. Day one, two, the whole deal. Hey, Dan, really quick, Jay, yeah. I'm going yeah. to hop out of here. See you, man. Sorry, All right. No, man, we appreciate you hopping on, dude. Love you guys. Yep. Okay. See you guys. See you later, Shane. Yeah, well, day one for me went pretty pretty good. I, I had, I'd say so. I was, what's that? I oh. said I'd say so. You won. Yeah, <laughs> I was uh, I was able to go out the day before and kind of scout and mess around and see see what was going on out there. I heard the water. I hadn't fished it in a while, although I lived fairly close. Um, I heard the water drop, so I wanted to go out there and see it. I saw a few things on my fish finder. I saw some fired up fish. You know, I didn't really drop down on anything i didn't want to disturb you know i pretty much had my pattern i just had to go scout it and check it out and um and and it held i saw a lot of fired up fish early and um uh, in, in one spot actually and that was obviously my 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 starting spot and i was able to get into a lot of fish early and uh and i was fishing the trees and the brush and um I was able to hook up a lot, brought three or four fish to the boat quick and, um, started off with a lot of confidence and, um, was able to go to, to a secondary after the sun came out and my spot got all blown out and the bait left and, and, uh, I was able to go to my secondary spots and, and those, those prevailed, those, they did pretty good for me. And do, uh, do, do you mostly on a drop shot, right? If you're going down to the trees, yeah, straight vertical. Yeah. yeah, I was fishing those vertical. Do you have you a go to drop shot bait? I do. A uh, it's a uh, mine Sharon. What's that? Mine Sharon Robo, a seven inch Robo. Okay, okay. I have a particular collar that I I I mentioned it. I mentioned it on another show a couple nights ago. And, all my buddies and everybody's giving me a hard time for it, but you know, you can just send uh, it to me in the, in the comments later. It's cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think uh, it, everybody it, already knows, but yeah. Yeah. Dude, the robo is just so hard to beat on a, on drop shot. I've tried so many drop shot baits and they just don't compare. And no. maybe I'm biased on that, but like my, my go-to color is very popular down here. Aaron Martin's uh, morning dawn. Oh yeah. That's a but great that, color. Like, I try. I've got probably sixty, eighty dollars worth of drop shot baits back here of other brands and stuff, and they do not work compared anywhere comparable 
Yeah. But, but I would be well, curious just to know what color you're throwing because there are so many colors. No, I was throwing a red crawler that particular day. Hmm. The, that's the best thing about robo worms. You, you, they make a color for just about any way you want to. You want to yeah. mimic, you know. So it's it's a great bait. You want to mimic, you know. You're fishing late in the evening, you know. You want to go with darker baits. They make plenty of them, you know. You want to match a crawdad, or you want to match this or that. They're, they they have they have like sixty something different colors, right? In the yeah. seven inch, mm-hmm. you can always find something to match you know, um, what they're eating, what they're feeding and, you know, to really match how you're going to work it. I, I usually use a six inch. Why, why do you go seven? Just looking for a bigger bite. I, yeah, I, I tend to get bigger fish, you know, um, which is probably no truth to that. Right. Cause my buddy can bring four and a half inches out there and we can match fish for fish with my seven inches all day. It's just a confidence thing. I guess it's, I really do think maybe in the course of a day, you might get two or three strikes that might be a little bit bigger, that might be a little more enticing to the bigger fish. You know, um, use big baits, use bigger baits and slow them down, you know, can get you a, uh, you know, bigger fish at times, you know. So, so our, our lesson here, gentlemen, and for all gentlemen that are listening, is whether it's four inches or seven inches, they both do the same job. Yes. Take it yes. how you want to. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They get you to where you want to be. That's right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it, you, I'm a I mean, you want fish type guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love yeah. this. I'm a I don't throw seven. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't throw seven. On a good day, I'll throw yeah. maybe a five or six inch. I throw a six or a like that. The, the KVD, well, the striking dream shot, that's kind of the two I use, and that's probably only four and a half. So four and a, four and six inches are kind of my two go-tos, too. The only you know, they, when I used to try a lot of the... This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Like sizes and colors and stuff, the only thing I could ever figure out between the four and a half and the six and a half, I always seem to do better on the six and a half in the winter. Like Mm -hmm. compared, like in the summer I could use both, but in the winter the six and a half just seemed to work better than the four and a half. Yeah, don't know if there's any truth to that at all, but for I me, that's what I saw. I think sometimes, you know, another thing with the seven-inch worm too is like uh, when you're fishing like the dog days of summer and you're on Clear Lake, and you're really not, you know, fishing somewhere. You know, you got the drop shot or something going. Um, you can always just take it and bite two inches off of it, throw it on the hook, and drop it down. Bound you know, point. just to make it more because sometimes, you know, that smaller, especially in the dog days of summer where the fish are lethargic definitely give yourself a chance with the smaller worms but for the most part of the year i i always go big and then i'll work down i never i never start small and work up 
So that's where the seven inch comes from. Here, here's a just because we're on it. I love throwing the drop shot. Here's a quick one. Have you ever thrown the wacky shot at all? Do you I ever have. Do that? Uh huh. That's something I've recently learned. That's definitely like fun to throw. Like I don't know why I'd never tried like it. Thin, yeah, wacky shots with thin sinkos. Yeah, they're with the with the smaller, thinner sinkos. I've done it with a robo worm. Oh, okay. Just okay. like where the thick spot is, like a third yeah. of the way down. I wacky it right there and. It's worked. I was kind of blown oh, away. Yeah. It was just, I had one get torn up and was like, man, why not? I've heard people talk about doing this and it worked. And I was like, oh, well, I had to keep that in mind. I remember yeah. there was this one kid I fished a Sonoma Belly Boat Bass Club with in 2007. It would always fish Clear Lake, at least have two or three events there. And he would drop shot everything. <laughs> a brush hog, a creature bait. Oh, yeah. Thank um, you name it, everything you could think of, anything plastic, he would drop shot, oh, yeah. and he would work, and he would catch a big oh, fish yeah. on it. Flute, he drop guys. shot a freaking like eight inch mag draft or something like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> guys, rig. Power there shot. you go, yeah. wacky rig, yeah. big nine inch bait. Just <laughs> oh yeah, oh man. Yeah. Well, well uh, here, here I'll go over the numbers. I mean, Tim, you still you won day one. You still had a great day too. Uh, so Tim, you had 88 and a quarter day one, Dominic day one, you had 88. So you got them by a quarter, quarter inch. An inch. Yeah. And then day two, it swapped. Uh, Tim, Shane got first, Dominic, you had third with 86, Tim, you were in fourth with 85 and a half. And then, so for the pro series, Dominic, you won with 174, Tim, you had 173 and a quarter, got you by a quarter inch. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Shane, he another quarter down at one seventy two and a half with third. So yeah, I mean, y'all still y'all both had great days, you know. So yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Some, some more more of the same on day two. Yeah, it was more of the same. I like I said, I found a spot the first day, and I, of course I headed straight there the second day. Wasn't really a cove; it was kind of this little crevice in the rocks that had this drop off in between these two trees. And I went out there the second day hoping it was going to hold. So and there was no, nothing. There was nobody home. There was nothing there. So I had to, uh, I had to go to a, I had a good secondary bite fishing around 20 feet of water. So I just, you know, I just stuck to that and just, just, you know, just tried to just hammer it that way, you know, and I stuck to it. I knew I was going to catch fish. You know, and if the 88 inches held the next day, I knew, man, if I can just siphon fish, just get them to the boat, get them to the boat. I thought maybe because this bite was pretty good, I thought I'd catch enough enough fish that at the end of the day that um, I'd almost be able to match my inch total, you know, from the day before. I, in the back of my mind, I, I thought, don't change nothing. Don't do anything stupid. Don't, don't, you know, just don't, you know, it's right there in front of you. You found it. Now just go out there and just try to beat these guys to death with it. And that was my plan the second day. And what what, what kind of kayak are you in? I'm in a, a Hobie PA-12. With the, 180 uh, or 360? 360. Okay, with the XI. All right. Yeah, with the XI. I just got scope, getting it installed here. Wow, big money. I was going to say, like, I'm like wondering how he's Don't getting do so detailed. It. Don't do it, yeah. Jim. How, how's he Thanks getting all dog. detailed? And there's a crevice oh. and these rocks and these trees here. That's how he's doing it. 
He's using yeah. all this fanciness and live scope, and he's like, "That's how." I no, know this I yeah, no, never had a chance to use live scope. So wow, I'm gonna get on it the boat pretty soon. Um, <laughs> I know Dominic gets out there, and kicks pretty good butt with his live scope. So I'm like, man, I'm gonna have to keep up with Dominic one way or the other. Well, look, look at it this a, way. You're good of a fisherman, right? To, to have that advantage over me. So yeah, I, well, look at it I this way. Up. You only lost by a quarter of an inch without it. So I think you can gap him now. You know, get it, yeah. get it figured out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm, I'm hoping this thing's like three thousand bucks. I'm hoping it gets an extra half an inch, right? That's all I'm asking. You won't regret it. Trust me. <laughs> I feel like for anybody that can't figure it out, bass fishing, just keep the thing and use it and go crappie fishing. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> go no, fish. Seriously, like you could catch some big ones. And and there is no science to some of these things. Like I. Man, the things that I tell you this year that I learned with live scope, you won't even imagine. I mean, I stuck an almost a nine and a half using it, and it was out suspending in sixty feet of water, just suspending out in the middle of nowhere, just chilling. That that's it's, something that we've gotten into a little crazy. bit is that yeah. with all the new live scope technology, there's a lot of biologists that are doing studies and stuff using it yeah. that are realizing that fish are not where they always have thought they go. Exactly. You know, they're they're like the example the guy told me. He was like, you know, we used to see them. You'd see them on a hump suspended seven feet down. He was like, and then they'd move off, and we think they go down and they move away. Blah blah blah. He was like, using live scope, we found that they're still at seven feet. They just move a hundred yards away from the hump. They're just suspended, like you said, over nothing, which is yep. changing how they understand what their behaviors are. Yep. And like, it, it's a definite tool. And like one of the cool videos that I've seen on it. um, John B, you know, the Guggen Squad guy, he stuck a 14 uh, on live scope. Like, rotated, was like, oh my God, that's a big one. Watched it pick his A-rig, and boom, you know, personal best. Fish you probably won't ever beat. Like, it's it's ridiculous. And I tell you what, I tell you what, any of you guys, you pack your bags, you get live scope, and you drive down to Texas, which none of those Texas guys want us to do, but... I tell oh, you what, if you want a PD, <laughs> if you want a personal best, you go out there with live scope and you'll get it. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. There's a high probability. But uh, yes. you know, like our lakes are not like like it was before when they planted trout. So that that nine and a half pounder, that was twenty-five point seven five inches. Yeah. And and I, wow. I felt like I was robbed. I, if they yeah. if they planted trout in there, I mean, I felt like that that would have easily been 11, 12 pounds easily. It's always blown my mind, you know, with the kayak thing. Like we see someone hold a 14 and it could still only be 25 inches. And it's like once they hit the nine pound range, they stop getting longer and they just get taller. Yeah. yeah. It's, but I think you're right though. 25 and three quarter. I feel like that should be like a minimum, like an 11, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, Dominic, get into your uh, day one and two, man. We want to hear your end of the story. Uh, so day one, uh, day one, I found this cove that was just loaded with bass loaded. And, you know, Tim buying live scope, I've convinced many people buying live scope and uh, it is a game changer. Definitely. I could see every single brush pile down there in submerged tree and every single one of my fish on day one was caught on live scope. 
and I would see him get so angry and territorial every time I dropped down on him with a drop shot, four and a, four and a half inch robo worm ox blood, red flake, literally pitch it 20 or 30 feet right in front of me. I see it sink down and I'm, and I'm rotating my official fishing specialties pull to find my bait. And trust me, you have to train your eyes to really find the drop shot weight or that 2.8 Kitek. You just got to train your eyes at all times. Like you can't just take a break from live scope and then expect to jump back on it and then just be able to see your bait that often. But I tell you what, I had about 80 inches, 79.5 inches in the first half an hour um, of the Jeez. tournament. And I've seen every single one of those fish get charged up and pissed and race over to my robo worm and eat it. And all I had to do is literally hold on to it. I was just like, okay, he's coming for it. He's coming for it. Come for, for it. <laughs> Reel up the slack. And I'm like, okay, he has it. And literally <sighs> five fish in the first half an hour, I take off. I was just like, I need these fish for day two. Take off. I went to this secondary no not secondary point i went to this main lake point that was slow tapering and i see i, I stuck a couple of 17 and 18s during practice on it that they would just suspend on these brush piles in about 25 to 30 feet and there was a lot of bluegill there for them to eat so you know during their window of time there's fish move up and suspend in about 10 5 to 10 feet of water in 30 and um every single drop like what i would do is i park my kayak in about 15 feet of water 10 feet of water and i would stick my live scope and face it towards 30 feet of water and i would act it act as if it was like a side scan so i would go down the bank and then right when i marked one i would pause the boat rotate my boat towards that mark, line it up with the, the fishing specialty um, pole, and then I would hit spot lock, take one good cast about 40, 50 feet away, and I see my bait drop, and I see that mark just go, boom, just chase after that kayak, and I wouldn't even have to work it. I literally cast, see my bait drop, click over the bell, and then start reeling because the fish would be on instantly. Those fish have never seen a bait in its life. This is one of the best like live scope kayak stories yeah. I've actually heard. Oh, like, yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So hey, and so, so that what? bait's dropping, and these fish are spending in thirty feet of water, in about five or ten feet, and they're just they're just sucking down these kayaks. I'm not swimming it. I'm not shaking it. I'm just letting it fall, almost like a senko, and it's like a dying shad, a two point eight kayak, and it's coming down. And uh, the color that I used was electric shad. and That's my color. Everybody uses that color. It's oh, that's my color. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just something about that color. They just eat it. Without a doubt. Like today, I, I sacked, I sacked 90, about 92 inches today doing the same exact thing. Um, but so that was day one. I ended up with 88 inches. Tim got me by quarter of inch. I was super bummed out. Yeah, you got him back though. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. Short lived. 
Day two, I went to the same. I went to the same deal, but you know what? I abandoned the drop shot. They didn't want to eat the drop shot. I think I wore them down with it. So I picked up my kite and again, once again, like about fifty feet off the bank, I see a fish suspending about three feet of water, less than five feet of water, and I cast my kayak there, and then I get an eighteen inch right off the bat. And at that point, I was just like, okay, I'm doing this all day long. And then I went to my second point, that slow tapering point, main lake point, and I was doing the same exact thing. Um, I broke off a couple. I lost my tantrum. I fell in the water. Oh. Um, <laughs> Your what? Yeah. You fell in. <laughs> uh, I fell in. Oh. I broke off like easily an 18 or 19 incher that would have uh, definitely helped my bag out. And then it snapped off because we have some quagga muscles over here. And then um, I lost my tantrum. I lost my balance while I was standing up in my kayak. And I tripped over my seat and fell in. Nice. <laughs> was this like mid tantrum? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a for real. Oh, a for real yeah. yeah. Really so that just that. makes that tantrum worse, too. I like it. Yeah. So the PFD, like, I, I was wearing oh, a auto PFD. And yeah. it was squishing my face the whole entire time. And I only had three fish. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I could have, like, made it. You come into the ramp all day. puffed up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. I had, two I had two fish to go. Yeah. I had three fish in the well. And uh, I only needed two more. So I hunkered down. I had this PFD all on my face. And <laughs> I have a short neck already. So. Having that blown up PFD kind of made my neck look non-existent pretty much. <laughs> so I was just continuing to work that pattern, you know, and suspended bass and just throwing that Kitek. And I managed to catch every single one of those bass I was suspending in my secondary point and then uh, secondary spot. And then I went back to the cove because there was no bass boats back there. There was one following me the whole time, which was pretty annoying, but, uh, you know, that's a given anywhere you go, there's going to be someone following you. But, um, I finally found, I was, I was able to work the back end of the cove. There was always a boat sitting in the back of it and that frustrated me, but you know, at that ditch, I still caught all my fish, but I really wanted to check out what was going on in the back. Well, there was huge chunk rock in the back there, and it made this sort of ledge that just would drop to, like, I believe from 10 feet all the way down to 30. And there was wow. bats hanging out right at the bottom of the ledge. So I just took my Kitek and let that thing fall right bottom of that ledge. And then that's how I cold, I think, a 16.25 for a 16 and a half. And I, that's how I. That's how I uh, beat him the last 45 minutes with a quarter of an inch. <sighs> yeah. That's awesome, though. Like, F that ledge, yeah. man. <laughs> F that <laughs> ledge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, but Tim is hell of a stick. Uh, when I was looking at the leaderboard, I was looking for, like, what do I need a coal? Um, because we were tied up till the very last last 40 minutes. We were tied up. And I knew he had me beat because he had two 19-inch bass that beat my big fish. Yeah. 
So I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to come down to the end. You know what? I'm just going to fish my butt off. And if Tim yeah. beats me once again, I'm just going to, you know, I, he's a good guy and he's hell of a stick. I don't mind. I don't mind him winning at all. You know, I'll take another top three the whole entire time. I thought Tim cold one out because I believe he had like a 15 inch in his bag. And I was just like, oh, there's no yeah. way I could win this. Tim got <laughs> it. Yeah. I yeah. found fish. I found 14 and a half, so. Yeah. Couldn't pull up. Couldn't pull up. Yeah. It was Dominic, have you, ever, have you ever been told your voice sounds just like Chris Saldane's? He does, doesn't he? Y'all have the same voice. Me? Whose voice? No, Dominic. No, Dominic. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chris Saldane? Yeah, you sound yeah. just like Zaldane. Zaldane was... Uh, I actually grew up in a similar town that he lives in. He lives in... He used to work in the go. Silicon Valley area, in the Bay Area, and I went to high school around around that area. So that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. the, the, the same, the you know, because we're well, we're from the South, so the same intonation, yeah, and it, it's the same. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking that earlier. It's funny that you said something. I was like, this dude really does sound like Zeldane. Like, yeah. Well, hopefully I can li- I can go against that guy someday. I hope so, man. That would be I, awesome. He's one of those I'd like to see in a kayak. Yeah. I, I'd like to see. I just like all these really good anglers in the boat world right now. I just like to – I'd like them all to give it a shot one time just so we get a little more respect that way, you know? It's yeah. Not, I want to see – I want to see Dustin Connell in a kayak. I'm trying. So – um I've messaged him a few times. Uh, he's given me some really good information on Logan Martin Lake because he's a the Coosa River King, yeah. and uh, we've we've messaged quite a few times. And every time I ended, I'm like, "Hey, if you get a free weekend, you can leave the cameras at home, all the GoPro crap. You ain't got to tell nobody. I'm not looking for any kind of promotion, but I'm gonna bring a couple of kayaks, and I want to see what you can do with it. And you're gonna bring Jacob Wheeler with you, and." He, he always just kind of ha ha ha, but I'm like, I'm going to bug him enough till one of these days, I'm going to get one of the two of them or both of them to commit to it. That'd be awesome. I want to see sucked. It. I, I, I went to college whenever I went, I went back to college a few years ago and I had to fish against him and Jordan and Matt. And I mean, <laughs> our school went, was usually ranked higher than theirs, but yeah. Look, look who's making all that real money on the bass. Well, yeah. I say real money on the bass world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was it tough? Did was he always in the top three? Yeah, but all all three of those that they were always good. Yeah, uh, the Lee brothers have always been dangerous, no matter what. And the, you're seeing more and more of these guys, like the guy that just won uh, Jesse Wiggins. He's another Alabama hammer, just won an MLF event, and it, he's still a terror for the locals. Like he gets just got back in town and he fished a Tuesday nighter and beat the piss out of everybody on a or uh, a Monday nighter. I'm sorry, like. Some of these guys just don't get enough of it on the pro side. They still like Dustin Connell does the same thing. He still fishes locals. Yeah. I, I, mean, I used to live in Clanton, the town he lives in, and I see him in Academy here up in Hoover sometimes. Yeah. A life that has the stories to back it, a life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6 8 Western. Oh, I'm ill there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. I uh, mean, I was going to skip this club tournament that Tim uh, t- Tim wanted me to join last minute. So I was just like, man, I feel kind of bad. I just won the Pro Series off the same lake. 
Tim won the first trail off of that lake. And now he's inviting me back to the same exact lake, San Vicente. Because he needs to freaking, club. he needs to like revamp himself. He needs oh, to get yeah. a quarter inch he's back. Trying to make a part three. Yeah. He's yeah. To make a part There's three unfinished out of business. It. Unfinished business out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, it. We'll, we'll have to follow up. We'll have to follow up next week with a. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Y'all did this week. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh, well, yeah. you can find our battle on uh, my YouTube channel. You know. Yeah. Y'all yeah. Find, you have a great YouTube channel too, man. Huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a subscriber. Whenever we he said we were having you on, I didn't even realize who you were. I'm I'm a subscriber to your channel. Hey, thanks, bud. I appreciate yeah. it. Daniel Perry Fishing. Right. You guys both have a YouTube channel, or? I don't even use mine. I, I'm a terrible on okay. the social media lately. I'm up to 153 subscribers, so I'm really he's dude. a big deal. Dude, nice. I'm working my way up. Yeah, It'll be it all starts with 154 after this. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah, 155. I'll find you. Yeah, you got 155, man. Viral. 156, because I don't know if I even follow you, Bubba. <laughs> I, oh, I really, on, I really hope that Tim and I That's can go visit up. you guys, and we can do a two versus two. That would, that would make for a good content right there. Hey, well, y'all yeah, come yeah. out to Gunnersville, and yeah, you me, got and, a place me and Dan. Anytime you want to come, for sure. Right. I got beds. Oh, My man. wife's a good cook. He's got beds. Got a camper. We can hook I'm y'all up. Hey, you guys, dude. I'm 100. He's he's, he's closer word. than me. I'm two hours from Gunnersville. He's closer than I'm me. like 45 minutes. Damn. I'm telling you, I'll pick you up from the airport, dude. I can find you a kayak. Like, does it have live scope? I'm not giving you that. <laughs> you're gonna I have to kick it old school. A motor guide XI3. Just I can ditch you the motor, but you're not getting the live scope. I may not even give you a graph. Like, yeah. you're, you're gonna rough the, it. The man yeah. runs a shop a team. He can get you whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, Tim oh. and I will find a way to get out there to visit you guys. I for sure want to visit you guys. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, dude. Open invitation, lot. man. Anytime y'all want to, just keep keep us in the friends list and hit hit me up. If we can plan it out. I've got actually this year. I think we're gonna have a bunch of visitors coming in. I got guys coming in from Ohio to fish Gunnersville. Um, I think I've got a couple from coming in from Illinois, dude. It's open anytime anybody wants to come hang out. Can't guarantee the fishing will be any good, but I know right now Gunnersville's on fire. So. Oh, Maybe wow. this is going to be a really good year. We've had some ups and downs. I think I think Gunnersville's going to. Be. It's not like I'm not seeing lots of giants, but the average fish quality is fantastic right now. So and all the fish mm-hmm. are looking really healthy. So awesome. We'll be out well, there. Heck yep. yeah. Well, uh, we appreciate y'all coming on for sure. And just because you mentioned it, this is the part of the show. Before we close out, we like to give everybody a chance to shout out their sponsors and any of your social media stuff. So. Uh, Tim, you took day one. Why don't you start? Uh, you know what? I'd just like to thank my wife, my family, and allow me the time and the encouragement to go out and do this. You know, I don't um, don't Smart don't man. really have the sponsor thing. Don't you know? But uh, hey, we share uh, this up tomorrow. We'll work on that. What, what oh, yeah. what's on your hat, man? Uh, it's I've a little to fryer. Out. It's a Padre hat. Oh, okay. We got the yeah. Go Padre. Uh, Padre hat. <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah. Is that the like friendly a hat? The no threat hat. <laughs> yeah. What? Is that like a fryer? Yeah. The Padres, oh, okay. they, they use the fryer as their little emblem. Okay. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen that. Oh, Go yeah. socks, though. 
Yeah. Go that. Braves. Dominic, how about you, man? Braves. Uh, Mortar Guide. <laughs> definitely want to give a shout out to them. Um, let's be, I mean, to be a 100% honest with you, this, I mean, I'm just like Tim. I'm, I'm pretty much self-funded. Uh, I got to thank Shane, especially for giving me a hell of a deal for his boat. Uh, I could never, ever buy a boat like that with, with the price that he sold it to me for. So appreciate him. Uh, I appreciate, you know, there's one thing that skyrocketed Uh my fishing and that's pretty much my girlfriend. Like, and sooner or later, I'm going to have to propose to her, but, um, she hold out as long as you can. She is the reason why I got back into fishing and yeah, there's no other way to put it. Like she sends good vibes to me all the time and she allows me to fish um, and have this, you know, selfish hobby of mine. And she just gives me more positive vibes in my life. You know what I mean? So the best anglers always have the best support system. yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I have a great support system, and I still suck. So I don't know what what truth there is to that. <laughs> That's my greatest sponsor is my girlfriend. Awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, uh, yeah. shout out your YouTube and any of your other socials. Oh yeah. So uh, my YouTube channel is Double Digit Angler. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. I deliver tournament content as well as you know any knowledge that I learn on the water. Um, as well as entertainment, like one versus one content or two versus two and et cetera. Um, and then my IG is double underscore digit underscore angler. Uh, you can find me on there and Facebook. You can find me under my full name. Yep. Awesome. Well, heck yeah. Well, uh, again, man, we appreciate you having this. It's been a great show. I love getting to talk to you guys and, Hope, hope we all get to catch up, whether y'all come down here or we come out there. Because I really, I, I know I'm going to be out there for too much longer. I don't know if I'll hit, be in SoCal, but who knows? Oh, well, yeah. I may just make a like a couple weeks out there in Cali and just try to hit the, hit all of it. I don't know if I'm going to get fish. I, I, I just want to go to Yosemite again. So <laughs> well, see, that's the thing I'm running into is like if I go out there, there I want to fish. But there's so much other stuff I want to see and yeah. do while I'm on that side of the country that it's like, I don't know how I would. Because yeah. if I get on the water first, that's the end of it. That, that I won't see anything else. Like, I'll be like, no, we're fishing the whole week, whole two weeks, whatever. So, but you see, here, here in Alabama, there's nothing better than the fishing out there. Y'all got so much awesome stuff to do and fishing. Yeah. I mean, the coolest thing we get going nowadays is we're getting these cool new gas stations. You know, we're getting buckies all over the place. Like, woo! Exciting. <laughs> That's all right. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Is it well, we appreciate y'all. Yeah. 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 All right. Thank you guys. Y- Thank you guys. Yeah. Y'all be good. Thank you Thank for, you for being on. Yeah. We'll right. see you next time. Good, good luck this weekend. All righty. Have a good Thanks. one. All right. All right. Later, guys. Later. All right. There we go. All right. Bucky's. I'll say my I'll say about Bucky's. I freaking love Bucky's. But whoever designed the flow and the traffic of that place should be fired. It's That's amazing. What I've heard. Oh, dude. As as long as you go before it's busy and the chicken uh 
the chicken, the club chipotle sandwich will change your life. And some uh, salt They're... and pepper bucky chips and some beaver nuggets. And they have like their own Texas sweet tea. Their coffee is so great because they have like all the good creamers. Yeah. So they're building one like f- maybe t- 10 minutes from my house. And I, I'm so excited because b- it being close, I don't think I'll have to worry about the busy times because I can just kind of go whenever. Because like one of my buddies that goes out of Texas all the time was like, dude, you got to hit the beef jerky wall up. Like they have a whole beef jerky yeah. area. And I was like, hell yeah, because I'm a beef jerky freak. Not as much. It, I started it, making my own. So I had some and it molded really quick. It didn't stay in the dehydrator too long enough. Had too much moisture in it. I've had that problem. (laughs) But uh, Bucky's is great as long as you go early or late, I guess. All right. So, well, we're hitting that part of the show real quick. We don't have too many. We're going to go over some uh, tournament results from last week. So we're going to start it off real quick. Uh, Iowa kayak anglers were on Lost Grove Lake. 31 anglers. Uh, first place, Joe Bailey, 74 and a quarter. Second place, Austin Rands, 73 and a half. Third place, Levi Thompson with 73. Uh, next up, the Bluegrass kayak anglers were on Lake Cumberland. 56 anglers. First place was uh, Jeffrey Stewart with 91 and three quarters. Second place was Jay Wallen with 87 and three quarters. And third place was Tyler Fry with 86 and a half. And welcome uh, back, Bluegrass, just for because. They were a club for a long time, and then they went away, and now a couple of guys there, Jay and Kyler and some other guys, put it back together. So congrats to them for bringing a trail back. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, next up, that uh, Slay Nation uh, New York event on Cayuga Lake. 50 anglers. First place, Josh Brewer with 97 and three quarter. Second place, Nick Audi with 97 and a quarter. Third place, Bruce Rotenberg with 93 and three quarters. Uh, next up, the kayak anglers of Northeast Ohio are on the Portage Lakes. 39 anglers. First place, Adam Coleman with 58 and a quarter, three fish limit. Second place, Bob Hammond with 56 and three quarter. Third place, Joe McCall with 54 and a half. Uh, next up, one down here a little closer to us was the TVKA and CTKA uh, combo event on Lake Chickamauga in Tennessee. Uh, 47 anglers. First place, uh, Jonathan Callbaugh with 55 and three quarter. That's again, another three fish limit limit tournament. Second place, Joby Berry with 55 and three quarter. It was a tie for the win broke by big fish. Uh, third place, Matthew McDonough, McDonoughue with 55 and a half. Uh, next up, the West Virginia kayak anglers are on Summersville. 52 anglers. First place, Mark Edwards with 77 inches. And that's a five fish limit. Whew. A goat whisperer. <laughs> Second place, Brian Kennedy with 75. Third place, Jeff Sisk with 75 as well. Uh, next up, Southern Illinois Kayak Club. Uh, St. Chris Lake, 32, angler. <laughs> 32 anglers. Uh, first place, Austin uh, Weed Hunt. Ooh, Weed Hunter, maybe. 89 and a half. Second place, Darren Hempker with 87 and a quarter. Third place, Dustin Siegel with 85 and a half. And then uh, last on the list, uh, Central States Kayak Series on Lake Wana, Wanahu. Wanahu, Nebraska. Wanahoo. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Because this is Wanahu, Wahoo, Nebraska. Wahoo! Uh, 43 anglers, five fish limit. First place, Chung Pham with 82 and three quarters. Second place, Timothy Parker with 82 and a quarter. And third place, Chris Lucas with 76 and a quarter. And a note was there were 43 anglers and only 57 fish caught. So another toughen. 
but that's about it. Usually, like surprisingly good too, huh? right? It's, I, I it's feel still like cold it, there. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like the climate's just all wacky all over the country, man. Like it's just getting good in some areas. We're post spawned out in areas that normally are just now getting good. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But uh, that's it for us this week, folks. Uh, We appreciate everybody tuning in. Be sure to give our guys a follow. Everybody that joined us tonight, give us a follow. Give Paddle and Finn some love. Uh, Make sure you're keeping up with your fantasy stuff. Uh, You know, give 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 your wife some love. Give your husband some love. Hell, I don't know what else. (laughs) And my mouse just died right before I could do this. So we're switching mics real quick. Here, hold on. I got it. You got it. There we go. Sorry. Peace, everybody. We'll see you next week. See y'all. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures, your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jig Masters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.